Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing? Well, we've arrived. Today is Tuesday. This is election day here in the United States, and we're going to spend a little bit of time just coming before the Lord today and just praying for God's will and talking about what's coming up and what's at stake in this election. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I'm glad you guys have joined me today. I want to just say thank you to all of you who have been. So the podcast has really just exploded. We have thousands and thousands of new listeners. Uh, Facebook, you know, obviously keeps taking me down and trying to silence my voice. And the podcast praise the Lord, is on my platform. So I'm so grateful and thankful for those of you who listen and who share the podcast with your friends. There has been an incredible move, I think, of evangelicals off the bench and onto the battlefield. Certainly that's been true at MomStrong International as it continues to grow. Uh, Today is the second day of the study that we are doing in the book of Revelation. This is an awesome time for you guys to join me and, uh, and just study God's word. The Bible says that we are to study to show ourselves as approved workmen unto God who do not need to be ashamed, but who can rightly handle God's word. And certainly it's never been more important than it is right now that we know and understand the word of God. And so, uh, and I, so I'm just going to encourage you guys, uh, join me. It's about $9 a month, $8 and some change, I think, to get that study. It's a really meaty study. It's written, uh, I write them basically a month in advance. So I'm already writing the December study right now. Even as I'm teaching the November study, I'm working on the December study, writing that, uh, right now. And we write them that way so that you guys will have a Bible study that is talking about the culture in real time. And so uh, I hope you will join us. I am a little bit on a one woman crusade to end this, uh, what I would call uh, biblical illiteracy, just to stamp out biblical illiteracy in the culture. So I hope you guys uh, will join us over at MomStrong International. Also, um, today being the election, you know, so many things on my heart today. You know, we woke up just in, a, in an attitude and a posture of prayer as, as millions of people go to the polls around the country. And uh, I continue to be frustrated uh, by what I'm seeing coming out of what I would call a cultural, a cultural Christianity, a culturally correct uh, Christianity. Uh, last week, you heard me talk about John Piper's article, basically doing nothing more than soothing the conscience of people who were voting for for uh, Joe Biden. Uh, you guys, the implications of this election are mind-numbing, actually. I, I don't understand what's going on with the Gospel Coalition. I don't understand what's happening with people that I have once held uh, in esteem and really listened to their voices. And it's not that we have to agree on everything, uh, because we don't. And I think that there are that there are places for us to disagree. But this idea of social justice is, uh, it's a disease in the culture. And it's no, it's seen probably no better place to see it uh, than in the church. Uh, one of my listeners, you guys are awesome, by the way. I love that you send me t-shirts and books and things that you are interested in having me uh, take a look at. And somebody sent me a book called Why Social Justice is Not Biblical Justice, An Urgent Appeal. 
to fellow Christians in a time of social crisis. And I'm going to link back to this on Amazon today because I think everybody needs to pick it up. It was written by a guy named Scott Allen. I'm going to see about getting him on the show. But Wayne Grudem uh, recommended this book and uh, wrote a little bit for it. The back of the book says, Biblical Christianity and ideological social justice are distinct and incompatible worldviews. I want you guys to hear that. Biblical Christianity is incompatible with social justice. And somehow it has wormed its way into the church. Uh, They are opposed in their understanding of ultimate reality, power, authority, human nature, morality, uh, and much, much more. These differences matter. And they will inevitably lead to vastly different kinds of societies. The culture that is emerging around us from the worldview of critical social theory is one marked by hostility, division, and a false sense of moral superiority. A culture where truth is replaced by power and gratitude by grievance. A culture where your identity is defined by your tribe and your tribe is always in conflict with other tribes. The hour is late but I believe that there is still time. We, the Bible-believing church, must humble ourselves, cry out to God, and courageously defend the truth against the greatest worldview threat of our generation, which is social justice. And uh, you guys, this is, um, it's amazing. Uh, I've been saying this for a long time and I say it again. We got to stop with the social justice thing in the culture right now because uh, it's a lie for one thing. We know that the gospel, a natural outgrowth of the gospel is justice. Micah 6, 8, he's shown you, a man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, that you love justice and mercy and that you walk humbly with the Lord. We are called to tell the truth in every situation. And I am just, uh, I've been, you know, today as people go to the, to the polls, I'm thinking about uh, pastors like uh, John Piper and places like uh, Christianity Today, which is really just, you know, progressive Christianity Today, uh, really leading the church in many ways uh, to ruin uh, John Piper began his article by stating that this was as close as an answer on how he'll vote to how uh, that he would ever give. He said that he remains baffled that Christians consider the sins of unrepentant sexual morality, unrepentant boastfulness, unrepentant vulgarity, unrepentant factitiousness and the like to be only toxic for our nation while policies that endorse baby killing, sex switching, freedom limiting and socialistic overreach are viewed as deadly. The arrogance of John Piper's article was astonishing to me. While he would equate the sins of murder and arrogance, he is arguing that all sins are equal, but some are more equal than others. The sins that are more equal are the sins that he attributes to President Trump. And he acts as though Trump is the only one in politics running for president who commits these sins unrepentantly. And you know, it was a cowardice. It was an act of cowardice for John Piper to drop that article in the same way that it was cowardice for the week of the election or the week before for uh, World Magazine to do the same thing to President Trump back in 2016. And I watched, uh, I've, I've been kind of watching with a fair degree of, uh, you know, angst and just like, oh my goodness, you know, uh, as these people 
have come out. Uh, Jen Hatmaker, you guys stop. Follow, if you if you want to okay, if you want to follow somebody because they've got great, uh, you know, home decorating skills, then probably Jen Hatmaker's your girl. Actually, I would say no. I mean, Magnolia, do that instead. But what Jen is saying on her social media is heretical, straight up. And I, I was very, very glad to see uh, theologian Wayne Grudem, who I have respected for many years, come out and basically criticize John Piper, who has been his friend for a very long time. And he thanked him for his, uh, for his service to the church. And then he said, dude, you're, you're out of line. You're, you're just out of line. He said the claim that the horrible sin of pride leads people uh, to other sins, including defending abortion, is therefore voting for a clearly boastful candidate might also be indirectly supporting abortion. Piper wrote, where does the wickedness of defending child killing come from? It comes from hearts of self-absorbed arrogance and boasting. In other words, it comes from the very character that so many Christian leaders are treating as comparatively innocuous. So Wayne Grudem said in response, the primary motive behind support for abortion rights is a desire for sexual freedom without the responsibility of raising children. I do not think that arrogance and boasting are the primary motives that lead people to support abortion rights. I think rather the primary motive is rebellion against God's commands that forbids sex outside of marriage between a man and a woman. The motive is a desire for sexual freedom without the responsibility of raising children. As for doctors who perform abortions, their their primary motivation is greed. Anyway, I'll link back to uh, Dr. Grudem's response to John Piper's article and also John Piper's article so that, um, in fact, I bet I could find an, uh, a link that will have both of them in there for you. But the bottom line is this. The church has got to do a better job. Uh, we hide behind, they're, 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 this is such a clear cut decision that I honestly do not understand. I cannot see the other side of it. I just cannot see it. In 2016, I could see it, but now we know that President Trump will do what he says he will do. When he said he would move uh, Israel's capital or embassy rather for the United States to Jerusalem, he did it. When he said he would be the most pro-life president we've ever seen, he is. When he said he would build the wall, he is. When he said he would get us out of the Paris Climate Agreement, he did those things. I got us out of TPP. You guys, we are we would literally give that up for a man who supports the murder and dismemberment of little babies up until the moment of their birth. The Bible says one of the things that God hates more than any other thing is hands that shed innocent blood. And we will never be able to recover as a nation if we allow this egregiousness to continue. This is why I was so thrilled with uh, just Justice uh, Amy Coney Barrett's nomination and confirmation to the Supreme Court. Uh, People have been asking me what I think. Listen, I followed this for a long, long time. From what I understand about the Supreme Court and their role, they should never be legislating morality, which is what they're trying to do. This needs to go back to the states. I do not, I don't foresee a time when uh, SCOTUS will make uh, abortion illegal. I, I do foresee a time when they could kick it back to the states. I mean, I'm praying it's illegal. Like murder, hello, should never be legal. Amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I'm going to end uh, the show today. I'm actually not. Normally, uh, I have a Wednesday show already to go for Wednesday. You guys might hear the podcast a little bit later because I'm going to do a post-election show on Wednesday. And so I'm not going to be recording that, obviously, at, at any point in uh, in advance. And so I'll do that live, probably maybe on Facebook or someplace else. We'll record that podcast. But I'm going to encourage you one more time just to encourage everyone you know to vote and to vote for the things that matter to God. And what matters to God more than anything else is the issue of life. And we know the platforms of the Democrat and Republican Party are so at odds with each other and the soul of our nation's hanging in the balance. And so... uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go down fighting on this one. <laughs> I'm going to go down fighting. And I want you guys to be encouraged because I do believe, and and the more that we study, you know, right now we're in the book of Revelation. We're studying Revelation at Mom Strong International. And I have been so encouraged uh, as I have studied that and continue to study it uh, because God has so much to say. Uh, one of the big themes of Revelation is uh is a church that has really fallen away from God. And the Bible says a storm is coming. There's a storm coming and we need to be ready for it. So uh, for the month, for this month, for the whole month of November, we're going to be talking, going through really Revelation, end of Revelation 5 and Revelation 6, uh, and also looking a little bit at Matthew, uh, the book of Matthew. But you guys, I hope you can feel the spiritual barometer is dropping. And I want us to be ready. I want us to be ready. Because as we've studied the Bible here at at the podcast and over at MomStrong International, and and my heart just burns to see people understand and rightly divide God's word. And it's never been more important than it is right now. And it will continue to be important. And so as we come into this into this season, uh, I'm just asking the Lord, and I hope you guys will join with me. I hope just stop what you're doing. If you haven't done it already, get your kids, mamas around you, uh, husbands, find your wife, wherever she is and say, let's take some moment. Let's take some time and, and really, uh, intercede on behalf of our nation. Pray for president Trump, pray for this election, pray that there would be no voter fraud. We are praying that there would be a a victory that was so concise that it cannot be contested for the next four years in the courts. And that president Trump can get about the business of, of, uh, of securing our nation, uh, definitely, uh, with regard to how we look at the world. Uh, it matters. It absolutely matters. And uh, I'm, I feel, I'm hope, hopefully, uh, cautiously, I guess, optimistic that we're going to see a, a real change happen. The Bible says that we're called to be a set apart people. And if you claim the name of Jesus, he wants you to live like you belong to him. It doesn't matter if there's a pandemic, 
an election, a crisis, or worse yet, a life of ease. And uh, most of the modern church fits in with this life of ease category. And I would argue that it's hurting us because when life is easy, we forget about how blind and naked and poor we really are. When things are going great, we can forget that God is serious about sin. And women at MomStrong International this month, we're going to get a reminder. Uh, You see, for most of the seven churches of Revelation, the issue of living a set-apart life really hung them up. And uh, so through the letters to the churches, Jesus put them on notice. And I think right now we should all be on notice. And so as I wrote uh, the book, the study on Revelation this month, you guys, my heart wandered into a thousand different scenarios. I thought about my own life and how easily I fall into a pattern of laziness where my walk with God is concerned. Uh, It's easy to develop a cursory devotion to God and then check it off our list. But you guys, the warfare that we are engaged in requires more than that. It requires dependence on the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to listen for his still, small voice. And uh, I'm excited because I believe that God is at work. The Bible teaches us that our purpose is to please God, that we've been created on purpose with a purpose. And when we do what is pleasing to God, you guys, it's a glorious experience from right right down to how we raise our children, to how we use our voices in elections, to how we speak for what uh, would honor God and speak against what brings dishonor to him. We were designed to bring glory to God. And uh, we're going to head out of the election season here pretty quickly, thank God, and into Thanksgiving. And I pray that our hearts are moved to be more like Jesus. No matter what happens, I pray that we'll hear his voice and long to spend time in his presence and know that he delights in us as his special creation. You guys, one day he's going to come back and make things right. And in the meantime, let's live like we're leaving because we are. Thanks for listening today, everybody. I'm going to close us out in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we lay our country at your feet right now. And Father, I ask for mercy upon our nation, for a spirit of repentance to fall over your church, for those who are the remnant who who want to follow you with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Father, I pray that you'd strengthen us. Give us your voice and your heart. And Lord, I ask that you would give us wisdom as we cast our votes today, Lord, I pray for the for the um, incredible spiritual battle that we're in. Lord, we know your word says God plus nobody is a majority. And Lord, you can do it. And so we're asking for mercy over our country, Lord. For your people who are called by your name to humble themselves and pray and turn from their sin. And Lord, we ask that you would hear from heaven and forgive our sin and begin the work of healing our land. Thank you, Father, for each person that's listening to this podcast today. May we spend our day in a posture of prayer, expectant to what you can do, and completely at peace with what you want us to do, which is to live a set-apart life. We honor you, Lord. May our lives bring you glory. Father, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to stay in this attitude of prayer. And uh, like I said, the podcast may drop a little bit late on Wednesday, but it will come on Wednesday and I will do a recap of the evening's election news. We love you guys. Stay faithful and I'll see you back here tomorrow.
For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.